At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. <laughs> I've been locked in here for days. <laughs> I'm all alone. Oh, hey. It's time for you to do because we're a little bit late, but that's okay. You ready to shoot it out? Hello? Hello? Am I still by myself? Oh my goodness. I've been forgotten. I'm alone. <laughs> oh, hi. Phew. Okay, hi. Wow. Wow. I gotta tell you, uh, that's what happens when you push the wrong button. Tassie gets a little bit of a longer intro. Right? I liked it. it was beautiful. I, I had to go. I, I had to dig into the emotion. Poor girl. What? You? No, Tassie. I mean, Tassie. Poor, poor girl Tassie. It was difficult to watch. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten we had locked her in the bunker. So, in, uh, we've been saying, yeah, I forgot we locked her in the bunker too. Uh -huh. So, it was nice that she's finally able to go. Go, Tassie. You can go now. Okay. Yeah. There she go. goes. I imagine that she's like a fraggle. You know, she just runs out. <laughs> Oh, Fraggle. Yeah, Fraggle Rock. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, she leaves this room and she goes into her Fraggle Rock world, you know? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been saying that we uh, got... We'll, we'll explain what happened yesterday here what in a, a second. Whirlwind. But I think that we're going to go with this as the answer. We wanted to go live today because it's Bonnie's birthday. That's right. And Our we good have supporter Bonnie. We've had several people have birthdays while we're recording the show. It's like, oh, it happens to fall on their birthday. Yeah. So we haven't had a chance to sing happy birthday yet because we thought that it was, you know, a big deal. We get fined. Mm -hmm. Apparently not an issue anymore. We can do it without any Are you sure? Yeah, I, feel really I read an article about this. I feel like I'm gonna get a cease and desist letter. And like some crazy fine. Uh -huh. Yeah. Some horrible, horrible right. fine. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay, so should we just, you know what? She probably would appreciate us making up our own anyway. Right. Happy. Happy birthday. To you. Ooh, ooh. To you. Ooh, ooh. Wow, that was really slow. <laughs> Sorry and about it's that. over. It's done. Happy birthday, Bonnie. You don't want that one to linger on. That sounded like we were sinking into some sort of tar pit. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today, whether it's live or in the podcast feed. Uh, just the fact that you take the time to listen to our little voices coming from this literal hole in the ground in the Ozarks, Missouri. We're in a know? bunker, okay? It's uh, it's really humbling and an honor, and we do honestly, genuinely apologize for you know, especially the live listeners not getting on live yesterday. It has been a whirlwind of a couple days. We um we had decisions to make. Forgot to do <laughs> any kind of an update that we were going to be delayed in our show yesterday. Right, right. We knew that we were going to delay. We just, for whatever Didn't reason, say anything life about was it. crazy and until after the fact didn't mention it. So or, thank you for your patience. Or we wanted to go live on Bonnie's birthday. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> 
So uh, I guess I'll start with story time. The whirlwind involves uh, me getting the invite to go check out Star Wars The Force Awakens uh, yesterday, a couple days before release, so I could get my review out and ready uh, here today. So it's it was one of those things where it's like, it's a long drive because it was uh, in St. Louis, which is three hours, three hours from where we are. Yep. And it's a long drive there, but, you know, six hours round trip, but you know, see the movie early, get to, you know, get the review ready early. It felt like it was worth it. So I jumped in and went along with you uh-huh. whenever you were in St. Louis. Yeah. I obviously couldn't go to the movie, although I did post on your Facebook page that I climbed in through the ventilation system. Did you see that? <laughs> I did. Yeah. I was I, hoping that was a lie because I could get in a lot of trouble. Well, how could you get in trouble just because you Cause drove with friend. me? Yeah. <laughs> Don't think I was in on it. I didn't actually get to see the movie, but because one of our, like, I would say our main, you know, uh, morning show station is in St. Louis. Uh-huh. So, one where our big flagship for our morning show for the radio is. So, yeah. I went by and said hi to everybody at the radio station. So, that was nice. I got to go up with you, but I didn't get to see the movie. So, no, it was a big deal. Usually, when they invite to press screenings or whatever, they'll give you a plus one. And this, they were like, nope, nope, just the people on the list. I got there and they were patting people down. They had a metal detector to make sure you did not bring any type of recording device, including your cell phone, into the theater. So I had that experience where I was like, took my keys out of my pocket and I left my wallet in and he went the and it went down to my pocket and went beep, 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 beep. And I was like, oh yeah, because my wallet's in there. And I pulled that out and you know, then he wanded me again and I was clear to go in. Uh, so I, I sat there and, and watched a little bit over two hours of brand new Star Wars material. Now, I, there is no possible way I'm doing spoilers. No, like, I, no, no. Like, we, not just because of you, because of me. I, I, I do not want to, I don't even want to record anything spoiler wise until people have a chance to see the movie. There's no reason to give spoilers until, you know, most people have a chance to see it. Right. Like, that would just be mean at that point. Well, all we're doing really is just letting you know that you've seen it. Because we're going to talk about Star Wars, obviously, on our Sif Pop on Friday, which is our yeah. other podcast that we do for pop culture. So, right. And then, yeah, I'll be seeing it on Thursday. So I understand that you probably don't want to say anything about it. But, um, like, I kind of I kind of want to ask, like, one question. You can ask as many questions as you want. I don't mind you asking questions. I just, I'm not going to tell any kind of plot points or anything like that. But I'm going to leave it up to the people in the chat. And then I'll, 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 cause I. To ask questions? Yeah. If, if they have any. If they have we any questions. Any. Uh, no, there Cause it's going to be kind of a laid back show today Spoil- a little bit. Spoiler alert. There are no helicopters. What? <laughs> Sorry. I said what? I wasn't going to give spoilers. You said and then you I were going to give me spoilers. <laughs> Man. Yeah. That was H2. Awful. H2 wanted to know if there were helicopters in space. Uh, there is Spartan Knight asks if there's an embargo. And there, there was, was, wasn't there? But it's over. I can say anything I want now. Um, again, I think it'd be mean to do spoilers, but I can technically review the movie uh, and do anything like that. What was so, that fun little whistle I just heard? That's from my phone, I think, oh. because the volume is up on my phone right now. So cool. Let me. Uh, Spartan Knight wants to spoil and say, "Are there lightsabers?" I told him <laughs> that that's not okay. That's not an okay question. No, I'm not going to tell you. I also really enjoyed earlier when so I think it was the BDG said something like. Um, is there a new Star Wars movie coming out? <laughs> yes, actually there is. I have stuff to say. I mean, I can do kind of a mini review. My review is going to be out here in a little bit anyway, uh, probably in the next couple hours. But, uh, I, you know, I can, unless you don't want me to, do you not even want me to tell you like whether I liked it or no, I don't think so. Not even whether I liked it. No, I think I want, I think everyone, everybody to be clean. 
I'm I am firmly in the camp of zero spoiling well, if saying, at all possible. But saying if I liked something isn't spoiling it, right? It's not. I don't know how to answer that. You want to have your own experience. I want to have my own experience. Okay, got Leave it, me got alone. It, got it. No, no, no. That's good. That's good. No, I got no. I got no problem with that. That leaves me absolutely nothing to say unless questions are asked. I so. do like Monstrix's question: Are there futuristic cell phones? <laughs> that makes me happy. Do you want me to answer that question? No. <laughs> no. It's just so a funny point, question. It's just a funny question. This, the point of this <laughs> is just to have questions asked. That might be entertaining. Yes. Nobody's answering anything. I'm not allowing any anyone to answer. Forget that somebody's in the room who's actually seen the movie <laughs> might have possible information for you, valuable information you want might want to know. Uh, no, just ask funny questions. I'm so mean. And we'll laugh at them. I'm so mean. Well, that's what we're doing here. Is that okay and, with you? Hey, guys. Here's the tease. <laughs> Aaronstein Star Wars. Listen to the podcast. Are we going to talk about Star Wars? No, not at all. He's it's, not even going to say if he liked it or not. It's part of my evil plan just to get people interested in listening to the show. <laughs> oh, man. How ridiculous is that? Well, but, are you ready to shoe a dough? I'm ready. Let's sh- let's shoe some dough. Okay, so today we're going to be doing my headline hoarding. Yeah, because it's time for me to do, hoarder. it's time for me to expel some of the content that Here's I have been ha- keeping. Here's what happens. Danae is an internet hoarder. She finds these crazy headlines, hoards them on her computer, and she cannot let them go until, until she's shared them. shared them to the public and Somehow. said, here are the, the wonderful world of the internets. internets. Whether, it's true. It's a problem because until I have a conversation with someone, whether it's one person or many people, mm-hmm. I feel like... These are just kind of fun, so we're going to go back into mine and see what's still here. Okay. This one's from uh, earlier today, though. I found this very interesting. 200-year-old giant salamander found in a Chinese cave. <laughs> and this is crazy weird. I kind of feel- When you say giant. I mean giant. I mean How giant? Well, it's difficult to tell from the photos because mm-hmm. you don't have anything to compare it to. There's no banana for scale. But I think that's a, I think that's a human leg. Okay. And it was found outside of a cave- I've read several different accounts. That but... just looks like a whale dropping. That just looks <laughs> it's like, like a blob. Yeah. It just looks like it's a big brown bumpy blob. It's actually almost extinct in the wild. Um, it's been on a really crazy decline, but they found this one and they're thinking it's like the oldest salamander ever found. And it's it's huge. It's like four and a half feet in length and it weighs over 100 pounds. Wow. So I found that to be interesting. Although now I feel bad for it because it's like a celebrity salamander and right. it's been drug out into <laughs> our world it was just living it, its salamander life right and now it's like in a just tank all people, by itself private photos going off you don't know if that salamander's an extrovert or an introvert that's right you may not want to be hanging out with people that's right i i feel cynical saying it but that's how i feel like my first instinct was like put it back it made it 200 years <sighs> like, why are we messing with it so i wonder if like you know someday in the future an alien race comes to Earth, right? They're exploring Earth, and they drag me out. They're like, look at this giant human. <laughs> the dimensions of this human being are incredible. Oh Do you guys goodness. see this? And then they share it on whatever the alien version of the internet is. You'd be transferred. It, the quote for this is, Salamander has been transferred to special research <laughs> right. facility for study and protection. Yes. That's where they would That's take it. you. I'll take the protection. The study I'm not so excited about. I'm pretty sure the study means they're not actually going to protect me. Like cut some part off and right. examine it under a microscope. Yes. Do you need this ear, Aaron? <laughs> we got giant another one. ear. We got to study this. 
Oh my goodness, you see that big ball of earwax? Gross. Ew. It's true though. I didn't see Sometimes th- they just fall out. <sighs> I don't like talking about your You've e- seen it happen. Listen, We've been doing, can I tell you what it's like? Can I tell you what this is like, guys? Let me let me explain to you. When he says it falls out of his ear, first of all, when it does, it does create a sound wave and it shakes the room. That's number one. Number two <laughs> is that it is as if there is a miniature version of Indiana Jones happening where he's running away from the ball. In your ear yeah. is like this little ear guy. He just uh-huh. runs and behind him is a, a rolling a, ball of wax. With an ear fedora of some sort, an ear hat. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's really crazy. I'll never forget the first and time. And under that ear hat, oh. an ear wig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Score. That was when good. you crack yourself up <laughs> so good. by your own joke, you know it's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> an ear wig. That's amazing. Just take a minute and recover. Yeah, okay. Anyhow. You feel, you feel yes, okay? Yes, they will be studying my dimensions uh, in space sometime soon. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next one. My next headline? Yeah, what's your no next one? No more talking about the salamander. Ah, all right. He'll be all right. Um, well that one won't work. I opened up a whole bunch of them. Uh-huh. And that one won't work cuz it's a video. It's it's a video of the top 100 toys or the top toys of the past 100 years. Yeah? I think that'd be interesting it's Christmas to see. And people are talking about toys. How many of them do you think you had? Or that I See, I was I was going to I was wondering how many I would recognize. Guarantee cabbage patches in there somewhere. I had one of those. Did you have a Cabbage Patch Kid? The still image was of a Care Bear, and I definitely had a Care Bear. Uh, top but I don't think we could afford the last one hundred years. So mm-hmm. what it was? Yeah, yeah. But I don't think we could afford the the larger one. It was a smaller one, maybe that I had. But anyways, mm. I think I I know I had a Cabbage Patch doll. I think I had two Cabbage Patch dolls. I'm wondering if, um, the Pound Puppies are in there. Do you remember the Pound Puppies? Since we're not going to watch the video, let's just make our own list. I think Pound Puppies should be in there um i think if you're going 100 years you're absolutely going to see a slinky you have you're, to see a you're going to see a yo-yo you're going to see a hula hoop you're going to see a top the two and a half minute uh you're, video you're going to see um yeah cabbage patch uh maybe like um, porcelain doll is the first one like a doll the old porcelain dolls that were hand painted and had the wigs and stuff marbles yeah See, those are the kind of things. Jax is probably in there as well. Those are the kind of things that Tinker you're gonna, toys. Those are the, that you'll see. Uh, oh, Barrel of Monkeys. Did you ever have Barrel of Monkeys? I did have a Barrel of Monkeys. Are you watching monkeys. the video right now? I am. Oh. <laughs> like A top. The tin tops. That's from, what I said. Yeah. I said top. That's probably why I should listen to you and not watch the video. Yes. I'm thinking <laughs> we could have a conversation. Okay. Here's one that I just wondered, do we care about this? 2016 Grammy Awards are going to be hosted by LL Cool J. 2016 uh, Grammy Awards? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I saw that today. You an LL Cool J fan? I mean, I ho- I think he might be a nice guy. You want to drop some Cool J on us? I wonder. I always get I always get curious how they're going to host something. Like if they're naturally a good host. There's a few in our gener like that I've watched recently that I'm like very very comfortable host. Mm-hmm. I think Ellen's one for me. Ellen does fine. That makes people feel comfortable mm-hmm. and and having a good time. I personally loved uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. When they co-hosted together. They did a good job. That was great. I've seen some awkward hosts, too. Well, yeah. The Critics' Choice Awards had a lady, was it last year? Mm-hmm. That was Aisha really... Taylor. Was it Aisha? Yeah. What was the one before that? Um. Oh, no, no. Aisha was two years ago. Last year was the guy. Was, uh, uh, what's his name? He was in Magic Mike XXL. Um, <laughs> You're ah, like, are you sitting in the audience the ah, whole time going... I've seen you mostly naked. Well, here's the thing. 
He got mostly naked at the Critics' Choice Awards last year. I, how did I miss that? He did that? a striptease. It was Michael Michael Strahan. It wasn't Aisha Taylor. That's not the right person. Um, it was uh, Mike, it Michael Strahan yeah. last year. He did, and, he, and that was the like he started off with a striptease because he was going to be a Magic Mike XXL. Wow! And the place was just like crickets. Like it was awkward. That must have been horrible. So and yeah, and then the year before that was Aisha Taylor who just made fun of critics the entire time. She did, and that was what made it really awkward to watch. It was like this is like when somebody chooses the family gathering to start bringing up stuff from the past. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey, we're all together, so I may as well rehash that I had. You know, I'm mad at my sister or whatever. And, right, and it wasn't good-natured ribbing. It was no, like, it was you, just bad. You, you guys stink. Yeah. So they announced the host for this year on the 17th. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He okay. is really funny. He's a great comedian. Uh, TJ Miller is his name. You may recognize his voice because he's done uh, a lot of, of voice work. Uh, like in uh, Big Hero 6, he was, um, uh, I wear them front, I wear them back. I turn them inside out. That guy, like the guy that was the goofy guy, that's TJ Miller. I don't know what you're talking about at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have I have zero context. Yeah. Did you see Big Hero 6? Yeah. Okay, so he's the guy that was like a loser but he was apparently rich. They went back to his house and that's where they made their costumes and everything. And he talked okay. about his underwear, I wear them front, mm, I wear them back, mm-hmm. I wear them front. And back again, or whatever he said. Cool. That's T.J. Miller is the voice of that character. He's also done other stuff, but he's a really funny comedian. I'm really hopeful that he's going to nail so it. So every single time you explain the host, does it take that long? Because <laughs> that poor guy. I know. Maybe you should just you know, say his name is T.J. Miller. You should Google him. You yes. Know? Yeah, that's probably you the best Google way him. to go. Because a lot of people do know who they is. In fact, in our chat, people are all caps love that guy. So Well, maybe I should pay more attention to you, T.J. <laughs> So he's hosting Critics' Choice Awards. Again, that's January 17th, and we're doing TV and movie awards in the same show this year for the first time. How long is it going to take? Uh, probably be about a three-hour show. We're starting 8 p.m. Eastern, so it'll be 5 o'clock out on the West Coast. We'll, we'll do it then. And uh, I'm excited because lots more photo ops with all the TV people there as well. Are you going to try to get some more awkward pictures? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's kind of my favorite part. That's my thing. I do awkward pictures. Okay, here's one that's in mine. Make a candy-pooping reindeer from a Pringles can. These are the kinds of these are the kinds of um, craft projects that I'm like. How I don't know. I have to click on it to figure it out because I in my mind I can't figure out how you take a Pringles can, make it look like a reindeer. Number one and number mm-hmm. two, have it be functional. I guess <laughs> is how I should say that <laughs> without having to. Re- That's how we say it at my house. <laughs> Sons, have you been have you been functional lately? I just <laughs> When's the last time you were functional? There's a lot of do-it-yourself reindeers out there. Paper reindeers, soft reindeers, origami and edible reindeers. But can any of them poop candy? That's the intro. All right. So when you say candy pooping, you just mean it disperses candy out of the area of its body that it would disperse excrement? Is that what you mean? Or does it... Wow. You know, sometimes sometimes you surprise me on what you need clarification on when someone says the word pooping. Well, because... Do you want me to go into the anatomical... I don't understand your question, man. I want to know if it's just candy dispersing or if it's actually pooping. Like, if it's actually, like, creating... I, make, turns the candy into this like is a, a do-it-yourself <laughs> with a Pringles can, not create a creature that has its own digestive system. No, I know. I don't mean... I mean, like, it's it's forming... Like a Play-Doh Fun Factory. Like, is it, like, squeezing candy out of 
the area or wow. is it is it just that just dispersed like a pez dispenser where the dispenser is on the other end i feel like perhaps <laughs> this is why i do keep these yes, random things around this is why we need to talk about this stuff do you because not have an answer for me i it's a pringles can man <laughs> so i'm thinking they probably poke a hole in the lid and then candy spills out i don't think there's any sort of like digestive peristalsis going on. Do you remember? See, here's what I'm imagining in my head. Maybe this will give you some context for why I asked the question. Wow. I, I just, wow. You ready? Do you remember the keychains that were like pooping cows or pooping pigs or whatever where you would squeeze them and like the the poop would come out and then it'd go back in? Do you remember that? No. Do you remember those? No, I don't. <laughs> That's what I'm ima- like envisioning in my head is like one of those keychains. Okay. And so I was like, how do you do that with candy? But now I'm understanding this is just a container that is shaped like a reindeer where the candy is accessible through the rear end. Wow. Right? Dude, I don't know, man. Maybe I should have watched the video. and come, come more prepared. And come more prepared. I didn't even think that you were going to give it the time of day, but oh my oh. goodness, I just watched it. I just watched it. Uh-huh. You pull on the nose. It bobs the head forward. The tail lifts and it disperses candy out of it the is, rear end. It, so it does poop it. It's not just a dispenser. Okay. I I, am... <laughs> I just I just showed him a pic the video of it. I have Thank to... you. That's what I was asking. Okay. It does look like I'm gonna to have to share this to you guys. So it is not just a candy dispenser. It actually looks like that Pringles reindeer link is in having the chat. a moment. Right? Here's a link in the chat. That's what I was asking. Well, I'm glad we finally got there because I was getting confused about what you were asking. Uh huh. Well. Well, we're there though. We we got it. Yeah. Okay. No guys. more of these reindeer games. Link in the chat. Link in the chat for you. <laughs> and if you're listening on podcast, just Google you know Pringles pooping reindeer. You'll get there. I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping we cannot confirm. Now, look, I have something to tell you before we go on to the next one. Okay. Okay. When you bring your headlines here for a headline hoarder episode, Mm -hmm. which I love these episodes. They're one of my favorite shoe the the does when we get to do headline hoarder. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you bring those, you need to understand if you present it to us, we are going to explore it. (laughs) Like, do not think that you can just put, just have this headline, just throw it on the table and go, okay, we'll go on to the next one. No, 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 no. We're going to explore this. So when you're preparing, you know. What right. to present to, this is good. This to is the good world. Advice. No, we're probably going to talk a good five to ten minutes on it. Okay. okay. Because it's just that important. You never know. <laughs> you never know if it's going mean, to be if important. I, I mean, if if we both go, well, that's that. We can move on. But I'm just, I, you know our brains. Yeah, I know we, your we brains. We like to investigate stuff. So so that's what we'll do. All right. You ready to go on to the next one? Yeah. Um, The next one, this is like a registration chart for for drones this year and a I drone just, registration chart yeah so it's like it tells you whether or not you have to register your drone and i i just found it fascinating to think that we're at that point in our consumerism mm. you know evolution with the drones that within just a few years they've become so popular and people have been making them and they've been doing kickstarters for really interesting ones like the right. one that like gps tracks you around what was that 
the name oh, of yeah, that yeah, one? Oh, yeah, yeah, I forget what the name was, but it's basically like, the idea is that it will fly. You can just toss it up in the air from wherever you are. And it just flies are. behind you. Yeah, it hovers it behind you. you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes video of you and your family, and you can just kind of like track it around. Whether you're walking or on a kayak or jogging or in a Whatever. car. Whatever, yeah. You know, I think uh, it can go like 35 miles an hour or something. Yeah, and go up to, yeah. So they have these really cool drone features that are coming out, and then now you do have to register some of them. So I guess I just saved that one because I know for Christmas people are usually looking at getting drones and now you need to make sure that you so here's my question. the FAA that announced you have to register them. Do so. you feel like drone makers now will use the F so this is the circular nature of this stuff, right? Will use the FAA guidelines to get as close to these things as possible but not have to have your drone registered. So like the best drone companies will, you know, stretch those rules or whatever to make for sure. For sure. I think any Because that's how it works. It's like circular there's a rule, like that. Well, it's like any rule. That's the rule of rules. <laughs> <laughs> is that when it's made, somebody is going to try to define where the actual boundary is because language is so interpretable. Mm-hmm. So they're going to look at their interpretation and the law will continue to try to indefinitely define the law, whether it's, you know, for drones or something else i'm sure you experience that as a parent right like you will say loopholes yeah oh yeah just but that's loop loopholes slash further definition needed well no 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 no. see here's what kids do they don't ask you for further definition they assume the definition they want to be correct right they don't ask for clarification it's up to you to make sure you clarify because if you don't say it exactly literally the way it is but the process is the same that's the same thing like i think that yes there's going to be drone builders who are going to read the law and try to figure out the best way to push the bounds of that law. Yeah. But anyhow, if you're thinking about getting a drone. Which I have been. There are a really charts cool, now. There's a really cool one I'm looking at that you just put your phone in and your phone is all the mechanics of the drone. So it's just. Uh, Wait a second. So I have to make a choice to stick my phone that costs yeah. a lot of money into a drone that costs yeah. a lot of money and toss it into the air costs? Yeah. Like, like, so, okay. so your phone is the GPS and it, your phone has all the sensors a drone needs right. to operate. And the camera. Well, and those 3D things with the the 3D technology um, mm-hmm. for the immersion world. You just put your phone into the back of the uh, virtual reality head pieces that are coming out. It's just it's run off of your phone. It's fantastic. It's amazing. It is amazing. Uh, I hope to I hope drones continue to be more and more accessible. I think they're amazing. I love the idea of taking aerial photos and videos and that kind of stuff. Uh, pretty cool stuff. It is pretty cool stuff. All right, before you head on, do you want to chat a little bit Patreon? So uh, what we do here at Shoe the Dough is we are supported by our listeners. So they determine uh, how big the show grows, how big the uh, the podcast network grows, and all that happens at a website called Patreon. So if you haven't checked it out, I'd highly encourage you to go to patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. And you right there, you can check out all the different perks you can get for being a supporter, as well as what our goals will get us to next, as far as the podcast network is concerned. So uh, right now, those goals involve adding new shows, adding merchandise. Uh, one of our next goals actually involves uh, people who give to a certain level will end up getting like a T-shirt or something like that. So we're excited about that one, about kind of offering merch to our supporters once we get to a certain support level. And if you're thinking, well, I don't have $100 a month, you know, to support something like this, which it must cost, you know, to do. uh, No, 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 no. Uh, Dollar a month, 
$3 a month. I think $3 a month is our most popular mm-hmm. because that's when you get to listen to that's the, the shows early. Yep. So you get them a day early. Um, but a dollar a month is great. All that uh, gives you access to different things. So if you think about being a patron of what we do here at Shoe the Dough, just go to patreon.com slash Aaron and today. If you are our Patreon supporter, please make sure that you're checking your emails from us. We sent out a couple over the last week, one including um, if you were not able to attend the live show, we want to send you the special gift that we brought for our Patreon supporters. We want to make sure everyone gets one. So uh, make sure to check your email and fill out the form and we'll get those in the mail to you guys. You can also go ahead and sign up to become a Patreon supporter and we will include a gift for you too. So if you've got any questions, you can always let us know. You can email us at aaronanddenae at gmail.com. So. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. There's some exciting stuff in the future. So we always tell the Patreon people first. So Yeah. I, and we appreciate it. We appreciate you guys. So, here, okay, here's the next one that I found. Are you ready for me to do another one? Next up. Okay. On Headline Hoarding <laughs> with Denae. Install a living beehive in your home. Hmm. Would you do this? Yeah. I would too. That sounds amazing. The really cool thing too is that- I assume it's like sectioned off. Like it's not like you just put it in the corner of a room and the bees are flying around your house. I assume it's like glassed in like I've seen like at children's museums, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, you can custom make a beehive, Mm -hmm. but they, now they have them pre-made and they come in like the honeycomb shape with the plexiglass so you can look in and you can see your beehive. Um, and then, you know, so they have different options, but I thought, what a cool thing, you know, you'd like to have it sort of close, you could examine it because bees are very important. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody knows if there's no bees, we're all in a big heap of trouble. Yep. Bees do a lot of the pollinating of think, a lot of the vegetation. I think what's interesting is when the bees started to decline in population several years ago mm-hmm. and there was this big outcry because that was heavily involved in the health and wellness community. There's a big community. buzz about it, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, my reaction is, like, I just want to get upset about when you do something like that, but I know it's funny at the same time. It's so weird. It's like I'm a computer and I have two equal responses. Yeah, it's kind of like a hive mind. It's disgust <laughs> and anger, and then Joy comes in and says, calm down, guys. Yep, that's it. I uh-huh. get it. Um, uh-huh. I would, I would. Anyways, I was really involved in the health and wellness community. Continue, yes. <laughs> and what was what was fun was to see the the right people responding like up the chain to do really legit research to figure out mm-hmm. what was happening to them, and so yeah. they've been able to be somewhat somewhat saved and protected. But I think everyone in the culture that was paying attention or knew about it is more interested in helping the bees to have a place to live. And good, you know, wildflowers. Do I need and... to be concerned about saving the wasp population? I don't. I don't know. What do you mean by that? Like, are you wanting to go on like a I, eradication not, rampage? Well, yeah, I hate. I hate the wasps. Like they're just like they navigate to our house for some reason and try to build. They try to build these little comb. Like they're not. They're not. You know, honeycombs like bees, but they're. What do they call it? They're like almost like an adobe hut for a, for a wasp. You know. Hmm. All over our house, and I'm just like, no. So I spray them dead. Am I a bad person? I don't think so. Okay. I think if you took it to like eradication across from the planet, from the planet, yeah, that's too far. Okay, but I'm allowed to keep them away from my house. I think that's smart, actually. Okay, okay good, good. I feel better. <laughs> Here's the two things I would like about having a beehive. You ready? Number one, 
visually, that's really entertaining to be able to watch the bees, right? Number two, I'm assuming you can put a little spigot on there and just have honey at, at your fingertips anytime you want. Ooh. You just like you just have the beehive and you just have a little little spigot there. So you peanut peanut butter up your toast <laughs> and then you just you just drip some honey on it from there. I'm assuming that's how it works. So I would love that. That is not how it would work. <laughs> In my mind it is. So let's I'm just sure there it. I'm sure there would be some harvesting required, but <laughs> but it would it could be that way. Good. After our interview with Andrew Peterson, which if you haven't heard that yet, it's in our archives. Andrew Peterson and Jordan Feliz mm-hmm. was the title of that one. It was a shoe review. Um, when he talked about beekeeping and his passion for beekeeping and what he's been learning, not only about himself, but not over the process rather, but by him, about himself and mm-hmm. kind of just all these different life lessons he's learned from becoming a beekeeper. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. And I, I have several friends that have been beekeepers. There's a local place here called Honey Heaven. I learned a lot about that. And they have a little bee place inside mm-hmm. their business. You can go in and see it. And they mark the queen bee. Like you can buy queen bees to start your own hives if you want to. Cool. And they come with a little mark on them. So it's like playing a game of Where's Waldo? Because you've got all these bees like crawling over each other and doing their bee thing. Mm-hmm. And you have to try to find the... How, do queen. they mark the queen bee with like a pair of Waldo glasses and a little stocking cap? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like really a red fascinating. And white shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I think you would. Be, I think that would be easy to find. I seem to seems to feel like. It Did might you be. elongate the bee easy <laughs> on purpose or am no. I? Okay. No. Okay. No, I did not. Uh oh. That means I did it. That means I have a problem now too, <laughs> because I'm hearing bee jokes. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. So, okay, this is really interesting and fascinating. Next. 30 years ago today. No, this was actually not today. This was like almost a month ago. Uh, Mr. Snuffleupagus shocked Sesame Street. This was a really interesting article on a website called Mental Floss. Did you say Snuffleupagus? Snuffleupagus. Okay. Did I say it wrong? Snuffleupagus? Did I say it wrong? Is it Snuffleupagus? Snuffleupagus? Snuffle. Snuffleupagus? Snuffleupagus. Snuffle up a Gus? Yes. Wow. Wow. That... I mean, I remember the big hairy guy. I just, yes. I just don't. I just don't know how to say it. I guess. Well, now you do. But this was really interesting because the article, which is a long article, is very, very fascinating. But it's about um, how they, how and why they decided to show. I just linked it in the chat. Oh, I saw this. I saw this. Yeah, how and why it was important for Mister Snuffleupagus to be, go from being a fantasy creature of a child's imagination which was big bird's imagination right to a real person and how at first the writers didn't feel like they had to make a decision it was just kind of a joke that he mr snuffleupagus so huge this gigantic creature would always manage to shuffle off stage just before the adults came and everybody thought it was an imaginary friend yeah and the kids at home watching they always saw him too so it was always like he was right there and the decision to move him into reality which took years and years and years of planning and conversation and research and Sesame Street writers, they would bring in child um, people who are, you know, really good at understanding like psychologists Mm -hmm. at understanding how children communicate at that young age. And at the time there were um, reports in our society, you know, that were coming out about children that were being taken and showing up on the milk bottles and the milk jugs and then um, there were also reports of children being abused in various ways. Mm-hmm. And it was making more headlines. And so more families were talking about it. 
And the decision was made that they had to make Mr. Snuffleupagus real because they wanted the children to understand that at some point adults do understand and believe you. And it was important for the kid to know that they were being believed. I remember when uh, Snuffleupagus was finally revealed. I remember that being a big deal when I was growing up. Like, I remember thinking, finally, they're believing him. You know, I've known it's true for so long and, you know, they're finally believing him. So I can see how psychologically that would affect somebody who was dealing with a secret in their life right. that adults wouldn't believe. Yeah. And to be able to give them even more confidence mm-hmm. to stick to it and say, no, this is true. Believe me. Even though I'm a child, please believe me. Exactly. And in the show, they had a series of episodes that led to the reveal where Big Bird continued to show that he understood what was the difference between make-believe and reality. Mm-hmm. And so the adults were talking to Big Bird about you know, you know that this is real. And you say, yes, that's real. And this is imaginary. And then the adults began to realize that they needed to believe him. And some of the adults believed him and some didn't. Mm-hmm. And then they finally get to meet Mr. Snuffleupagus. And, you know, then all of them believe him. It's this big episode. But what was interesting about reading the impact is that it was such a, it was such an important thing for those two characters and for the writers and for all the people that were, playing a role in informing how children have a voice that it was like this hugely emotional thing, but no one really realized how big it was for them on the back end. Cause they care so much about communicating to children and making sure they have mm-hmm. a voice. So I found that article to be like absolutely fascinating. Well, because on the surface, it just looks like a, a silly plot in a children's show. And then when you dig underneath, exactly. It's helping kids be honest about some of the darkest and most horrible things that, that could happen yeah. to them. And you could you could really hear you could really feel rather as you read this article from these people, um, which are like the head writers and the executive producer of the show. That's the art people that are um, in this article. You can really tell that they care. Like you can really tell that they've dedicated their entire life to this show because they understand the impact that it has on informing these kids' lives as they've been trying to, you know, that they're just trying to grow up in this world. So. Are kids' shows still dealing with really serious topics? Or are kids' shows today more frivolous, more surface? Okay, good question, but I can't answer that because the last kids' show I watched before kind of tuning all kids' shows out mm-hmm. until like the last few years just sampling different shows as we've been involved evolving our Sif Pop episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, was Spongebob. I don't think there's a lot to that no, show. No, 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 no. Do you know what I mean? I don't mean? think so. I, I think like... Uh, <laughs> that was like the launch of shows that just were straight silliness mm-hmm. from educational into straight silliness, you know? It was kind of like... There's an interesting similar theme in Phineas and Ferb about believing, you know, because but it's from a different angle where his older teenage sister is always saying the crazy stuff they're doing and, they're, right. and her, the parents won't believe her because right. they never see it. That's kind of interesting. I think like uh, I think of some of the younger preschool shows are still doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, like back, I think so too. Backyardigans, I think, if that's still on, had a lot of great themes and uh, interesting teaching moments. So I'm glad that childhood entertainment is still trying to be educational and, and important. I think that's really valuable. Of course, that's another PBS show. Maybe that's a PBS thing. Maybe that's part well, of their... Well, they're dedicated to... Yeah. yeah they, they have like a mission. And I appreciate their mission. There's a lot of good people in the world... You know, mm-hmm. and I like it when they have uh, the ability to do some influence All right, on next. the generation. Okay, the next one, I wonder your opinion on this. Uh, the next Ford GT has a Gorilla Glass windshield. 
How do you feel about four GT? Is this a car? Mm-hmm. I'm so not a car person. I even. But don't you know what Gorilla spoke- Glasses? I do know what Gorilla Glasses. Okay. So there's a car. What what kind of? It's a GTE. GT. GT. Mm-hmm. Ford GT. Okay. I don't know what that is, but a Gorilla Glass windshield, I guess, makes sense. The weight is king, and it's a lighter car. So it's actually is is Gorilla Glass lighter than regular glass? I would. That uh, was my question. I would infer that from. From the context, it will knock there. twelve pounds from the weight of the GT. Wow, that's a heavy windshield. <laughs> I guess that's. I mean, I guess it is. I bet windshields. How much do you think a windshield regularly weighs? I don't know, but now I'm thinking about it. Also, I'd like to just note, possibly the first time I kind of got through the word regularly with you did pretty with, good there with a uh, plumb. Most people probably don't remember that that's your word that you <laughs> stumble over. I hate that word. Uh, stumble. Me too. The, awful word. <laughs> I'd say windshields weigh like 70 pounds. Really? I think so. It's a lot of glass. Well, yeah, and it, they have to make it, you know, really like tempered so that it I want you to guess can and then let's Google it. Stuff. How much does a windshield weigh? What do you guess? Oh, um I think I'm probably low. I'll I guess 70, I'm, but I, I, I was think thinking like 35 pounds or something. All right, let's Google it. Okay. How much does a windshield weigh? Feel How free to type your guess, guesses in the uh in the comments as well before we get there. June twelfth, two thousand and ten. Answer bag is no longer available. Thank <laughs> you for your patronage. Well, answer bag. That website has shut down. <laughs> answer bag. Next. That was somebody's dream, right? right? Like Aww. they came up with it. They're like, oh, I've got the perfect URL. Answer bag. It's perfect. Reach in and grab like an answer. We can ask the internet, but if I'm going to forums, isn't it just based on opinion? Caleb guesses forty-five. So maybe I'm guessing high. I was thinking 70. I think I just got a virus from the internet from one of my clicks. <laughs> Everything is frozen. Guys. How'd you kill the How sh- is that? How How'd is- you kill the podcast? That's the question that brings me down? Really? We searched for windshield. How much is a windshield? It's answer bag. More like <laughs> virus bag. Yeah. Gross. Twocarpros.com. How much does a stock windshield weigh? There you go. You're almost Kay. there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Over 50 pounds. I mean, there's so many different kinds. Sure. 27 pounds. I think I'm I think I'm guessing that there's just a lot. We're going to change our tagline for this podcast to chew the dough. Listen to people Google stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let me describe for you the ad that I'm seeing right. for Vivo Fit 2. Oh, man. Okay, this, this article caught my attention. The hardest part of parenting Jewish kids around Christmas. I get really curious about different, you know, like I come from a mm-hmm. Christian background. Sure. And then as I've gotten older, I've met people who are Jewish mm-hmm. and we've had just brief conversations. It would make a really great No Longer Safe episode. And we actually have a rabbi that we can go talk to, which yeah. I think would be fascinating, we're, we're right? We're looking at having a, a rabbi on the show. So, but taking a peek into these different... um religions and you know different worldviews traditions that people will mm-hmm. also do too like yeah. there's always this curiosity like you learn about the dreidel because in school you had conversations about santa mm-hmm. jesus and the dreidel that was like our <laughs> <laughs> around this time of year one of these things is not like the other <laughs> uh, i'm gonna get visited by santa i'm gonna get visited by a dreidel <laughs> Um, yeah, Hanukkah is really interesting. When you yeah. when you really get to the core of the meaning behind it, it's really kind of beautiful. 
the the you know the representation of the menorah and the lights and well this article is about the hardest part though so it's like not amplifying the cool kind of things that they do but right, like right, right. they're the, the difficult things that ha- come up and i found i think this is probably actually a common conversation more common maybe now can i guess one yeah uh, I'm guessing one of them has to do with the misunderstanding that it's a Hanukkah is a day and not uh, like a process over the course of, you know, eight crazy nights or whatever the Adam Sandler movie was. <clears throat> Excuse me, that is not it. Okay. But would you like to take another guess? No, no, no. That was the only guess. That's all I had loaded. Okay. They're saying that it's the conversation about Santa. Well, spoilers. Hard- hey, spoilers. If you are listening with your children, we are going into this conversation We're just for, talk about for, Santa. for a brief moment. Yeah. So you might want to. I don't. I don't understand. Every every for everybody, the conversation about Santa can be a hard part. What What about being? This Jewish? is the example conversation. A child says, "Why doesn't Santa visit us?" <laughs> you should have taken a drink just now. You I almost just, just about lost it. Spit water all over my microphone. <laughs> The parent says, because we're Jewish and Santa doesn't visit the kids who aren't Christian. Yeah. So that's part of the view, right? Santa becomes an anti-Semite. Right. And yeah, the kid that says, becomes really interesting. How does he know we're Jewish? And the mom, Santa just knows. And the kid, well, does he ever make a mistake? <laughs> like just once? Is there any chance? Like, with maybe a baseball glove? I don't know. Uh, that's amazing. And the conversation goes on, you know, and I think it's just meant to be kind of a fun way to jump into that conversation. But... Not all people, whether they're Christian or not, choose to talk well, about yeah. Santa. I mean, if I if I were Jewish, I would think I would just say it's a tradition that you know people have around. It's the Santa their, story, yeah. right? Like he's yeah. his own. I mean, that's story what I line. tell my own children. Like we never told our children that, to believe in Santa Claus. Okay. I mean, from the very beginning, when they would, I mean, we didn't go out of our way to be, you know. Like they didn't come out of the womb and were like, Santa's not real. We didn't like <laughs> embroider it on their, you know, Christmas sweater or anything. I'm just saying, it, you know. If they would ask, we just tell them the truth, you know, that it's a, a fun Side thing story. that some families like to do to, you right. know, uh, let their kids believe for a certain time. So it's not up to you to tell people, but at the, but here's the truth. This is based on a man who lived many years ago, um, you know, St. Nicholas, and he was very generous and gave gifts. It's like a and tradition. So, yeah. And so that became this idea his, yeah. of this Giving man gifts. who would give gifts. Mm-hmm. And so we told him that from the beginning. What's interesting, though, is... Justin, who is now almost 15, uh, when he was a kid, we got a call from a teacher <laughs> that said he that he was telling the kids in his class that Santa Claus was dead. <laughs> because in his mind, if it was a man that lived a long time ago, he's not alive anymore. It's so logical. His friends, his friends were asking about Santa and he was like, oh, don't worry, guys. Santa's dead. It's <laughs> not exactly the way to say it. No. But, you know, kids got to learn it. They've uh-huh. got to learn their yeah. way. And that's the hard part. You know, you have to, we have a societal conglomeration reality we're trying mm-hmm. to preserve for people, you know, which is, I think is just a very interesting yeah. p- part of growing up. I don't remember what my parents did. I, I, I remember making cookies and we put the milk out. I remember doing that. I remember mm-hmm. talking about Santa, but I don't remember there being a conversation where it was like, gigs up, kids. This is what's going on. Yeah, my my childhood, I very distinctly remember the Santa talk. We had gifts that were from Santa. Yeah. Like gifts that were from our parents. They and were... then one special gift every yes. year was from Santa. That's how, and yeah. And you came down and it was the one that wasn't wrapped because oh. he didn't have time to wrap anything. Is... So you'd come down. <laughs> For real? That's what I always thought in my mind. 
So you, you'd come down and there'd be one gift unwrapped that wasn't there the night before. I've never heard of that before. From Santa. But You're here's, Santa. You, you were the last stop, apparently. Right. Like, he just wanted to get home. But we... But I never remember them saying Santa was real, just that that it was from Santa. Do you understand the difference? Like, so if if we were to question anything, we'd get an honest answer, but they still liked the tradition of playing that game. Now that's different in my house. Like we don't we don't even play the game. You know, yeah. we don't even say anything's from Santa or, you know, whatever. But Elbow Fanatic in the chat said that they just had this conversation last night discussing kind of what you're talking about with St. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And but that when you give a gift, you are Santa to someone. Yeah. Cause, so it embodies that giving spirit. But I always thought that it was the anonymous gift, the one that didn't require any kind of like thanks afterwards, like an internal thank It's like a like an invisible fist pump to Santa because he's not there to like thank in person mm-hmm. so it was always interesting to see the santa gift and like look around going who can i thank nobody because there's <laughs> nobody here to thank but your parents are beaming and then you just have that revelation my parents are really excited to give me the santa gift uh-huh. maybe it's because they were in on it too right you know and then you find out the truth and that's up to you <laughs> everybody has their own reactions yeah uh, there's also chat in there about Spartan not getting in trouble because he told his Sunday school that Santa did not exist yep. and that the BDG uh, had his son ask this year why they don't cel- <clears throat> celebrate Kwanzaa. Wow. <laughs> I think it's just any question that you can ask where it's like, is there a chance that I can get another gift if we do this this year? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because the, the, the child, you know, potentially was more interested in the. The prize of getting yeah. Santa to come to well, your that's house. What, then. I mean, if you if, if I had heard about Hanukkah as a kid, I think I would have been all over that. You know, like eight days of gifts. Right. You know what I mean? But. Uh, this is an article on tips for reducing holiday stress. And I always think it's interesting. I save these things because I think that maybe there's something we can talk about for our show. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. some suggestions that somebody might want in their life. To some good ones there. Reduce holiday stress. But I think these are ridiculous because it would reduce stress any time of the year. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. it's just because the holidays are, there's more happening. All right. Well, I'm stressed. So <laughs> tell me what I need to do. Um, you want the other thing that the reason I, these are great, these are an interesting save for me is because when I do read them, hoping that I can somehow learn something about my life, uh-huh. I instantly get more stressed because <laughs> here's one that says, make a list and check it twice. That stresses me out. <laughs> I'd rather ignore it. I still haven't bought any Christmas presents. Yeah. Like there is no list to check twice. <laughs> Because even if I did it, it's not. I, then you have to make a plan. Uh huh. You know, if you don't do the list, then you don't have to make the plan. Then you can just smile and say, "Here's how not to be stressed." I love you. That's your do present. more work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, decorate for yourself was one of the ways to not. But that doesn't work either. Because decorate I just, for yourself. What does that even mean? I think it's like. Okay. I know most people like tinsel and lights, but I'm gonna hang a piece of pizza. <laughs> what does decorate for yourself mean? That's actually exactly what they're talking about, Aaron. <laughs> Is finding that reason that you want to do something decor-wise and just going with it. And if yours is hanging pizza, then hang the <laughs> hang the slices of pizza. Oh, no. Slices of pizza are for eating. <laughs> First, we shall not hang them. Well, then why did you say it? I was just trying to think of something ridiculous. I just I couldn't think of oh, what that would Oh, I thought it mean. was actually kind of funny. <laughs> I guess it would start to smell after a while. You go to uh, Danae and Justin's house. We'll just, we'll just have pizza. slices of pizza hanging from the ceiling. I think what it's talking about is, for example, this year I don't really, I didn't, I don't really care if we decorate or not. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot going on. We have a house guest. We have a new baby in the house with the house guest. Right. 
uh, we're managing everybody's schedules at the same time. A lot of things popping in the studio. It's just been a busy, you know, season. We it's been warm, mm-hmm. so it doesn't even feel like you know December Christmas time, right? To me, so we haven't really been motivated to get the tree up and all this stuff. And then it kind of came down to it, and it was my husband and Megan, our house guest, decided, hey, you know what? We kind of want to have something out. Yeah, let's get the tree out. Let's do something. Yeah. But my response was, I don't really care. So I had to find a reason to want to do it, like genuinely want to do it for myself. So or, I feel like that's what the, this article is Or, I mean, is it possible just to not care and that's okay? Like, is it okay not to decorate? I'm, I'm in the I don't care. Okay, here's what happened. I was like, I don't care. And then here comes the tree and then suddenly I care oh. because I want it to be done a certain way. Uh, yeah, like there's this part of me that kicks in that I just. You're that person. I, I'm, I think I'm <laughs> I partially that person. I don't care about decoration. Oh, don't put the tree there. Oh, don't hang those lights like that. But I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I am that person. That's really annoying today. <laughs> it really is. It's annoying for me, too, because I until it's in front of me, now it's like, okay, now I do want it to look a, look mm-hmm. a particular way. Yeah, that's that's like if you were to ask, like if my wife were to ask me, you know, which of these pairs of shoes should I wear? I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. And then she puts one on, I'm like, you know, actually, I don't like those. You know, do the other ones. God, if you care, you care. You know what? You're kind of assuming that I turn into a mean person. <laughs> no, like, just an there, annoying one. There is a way to do it without being annoying. Okay, fair enough. All right, we'll have this conversation privately later <laughs> where you and I will argue about this. Moving no, I on. Agree. I'm with you. Moving on. Next. Stupid Christmas article stressed us out. <laughs> Here's how to avoid stress. Ugh. This one I'm probably going to talk about on the Seth uh, Pop episode on Friday, but. Okay. Well, let's ma- was let's... really interesting. The Spire of Dublin. Do a tease. Spire of Dublin. Okay. Which is a that's your tease. Spire of Dublin was turned into a giant lightsaber. Nice. And it looks really awesome. So if you haven't had a chance to see it, so uh, they just took the top of this tower and they high power beam lights mm-hmm. aimed in towards the middle and then going up and it looks pretty cool. Cool. I thought that was pretty neat. That does sound neat. It's a spire. Mm-hmm. It's everything it aspires to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these are the jokes people these are the jokes i'm kind of towards the end of my of my list Got one more for us this is kind of a another more pop culture type, type thing final headline really? of the headline hoarder oh see you that? gotta pick one this is it man puts oh. frog and venomous snake into mouth as a protest <laughs> we have a winner this one really bothers me because there's a photo and there's a video all right Many questions. I know, right? Do you, and do you have answers to these questions? Have you studied this article I, at all? Have I know you read parts through of it? it? Okay. What is he protesting? The deforesta- deforestation in Amazon. Okay. So. But I just don't understand how that's a good idea to protest by almost dying, like with venomous snakes in here. I don't get that. So he put a frog and a snake in his mouth? At the same time. At the Both same poisonous. Time. Both poisonous. Yes. Okay. I can think of possibly a hundred billion ways this could go wrong. I know. <laughs> Can I read you the first part of this article? Sure. I don't know what this guy is protesting and I don't care. Shoving a frog wrapped in a venomous snake like it's a bacon-wrapped filet mignon into his mouth isn't the way to do it. Write a letter, start a petition, organize a sit-in. Wow. And it goes on from there. So the snake had was wrapping up the frog? I don't know. Were they alive? Yeah, I think so. But They here's were the, alive. Wait, wait, wait. But here's the thing. I can't click. Play. I cannot bring myself to click it. I don't. 
You don't want to see. There's already a still image. Okay, you, you want to do a reaction? Here's audio reaction, Aaron watching this video. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you haven't seen this? No. Wow. I don't even know what's about to happen. Wow. You should, you, well, right now what's happening is, um, looks like pancake mix is being squirted oh, onto it? a pancake pan. Uh, looks like he's spelling Nutella. Aaron, this is an ad. It's oh, okay. a Nutella right. ad. I was very confused. Very confused. That's a, that's a little snake. It's a tiny little snake, and he has the frog and the snake separate. I think he just puts them in, like... No, he's he is, he is wrapping the frog in the snake. He is purposefully wrapping the snake around the frog at, like, just, you know, like you're decorating for Christmas like you would. And uh, now he's got he's got the snake wrapped around the frog. They are both alive. Okay. They're both very much alive. He's wearing an Izod shirt, so there's an alligator on his shirt. Um, and then kind he, of cool, colorful isn't he, shorts. Is he standing in the Amazon? He is. Yeah, he is in. And Does he have the, a mustache? The frog wrap. What color is his hair? He's black hair. Can you give he's me got, any information other than continue to say the word snake and frog? There is, and wrapping. There. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. All righty. <laughs> okay. Now, in as much as you are able to tell me what happened, can you tell me what happened without? Is it like? Is it? Uh, is it R rated? Did I just make you watch something terrible? No. Okay. Okay. No. no. It's just unsettling to see a snake slither out of someone's uh, mouth. It is just impossibly, <laughs> possibly no. even more unsettling. When there is a no. frog there as well. No. My poor mother, if she's listening right now still, if she has made it this far, the she may be The only thing more unsettling is if the snake had somehow oh. gone up the nasal cavity and slid out the Aaron nose. Aaron Dicer. <laughs> that would be the Almost only thing. Almost worse a little... than a spoiler is what you're doing right that now. That would be the only That's thing so possibly, gross. possibly more. I, to be but honest. Here's the thing. Like, the, will it get enough tension for the Amazon, though? Is it actually know. something that's, you know, like worth it? I don't know. Man. At the very end of the mo- at the very end of the video, now I'm watching the frog is back on his arm, and so is the snake, back on his arm, just hanging out. Yeah. Obviously, they probably are more traumatized than we are. Well, see, that was my other question too. Was like, was he eating them? But no, no, he just he's showing his love by by putting them in his mouth. So, well done. I think that's I think that's a really valuable thing if you want to save something, is just show just take a video of yourself putting said things in your mouth you know don't you think what about silence can you put silence in i am all for silence let's put some 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 silence up silence in, in your mouth let's all just take a moment <laughs> that's gonna be my new way to tell people to be quiet can you put some <laughs> silence all up in your mouth can you take can you can you take some quiet wrap, wrap it? it around silence and then just, just shove put it all it up in, in your, your mouth, mouth to protest noise just let let that silence slither right out of your mouth and you'll be fine. I think that's the way to go. Oh my goodness. What? That was weird. Like was a, that was a weird one to to I was nervous about sharing that one. About the frog and the snake? Yeah. Why? Cuz I have these things saved in my my hoarding inbox of <laughs> stuff and I'm like why is it saved there if I'm never going to watch it? Oh, no, no, that's that's amazing. But thankfully you do. You know what, Aaron? You do see everything so we don't have to. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we do appreciate that. So as far as saving the, uh, the rainforest, I think we should hop to it. You know? Speak out loud. Don't get a frog in your throat. You know? Just saying.
I can't even try to think of anything to do with slithering or snakeness. Like, I don't have that gene, man. <laughs> I'm sure somebody in the chat's got my back. It'll snake around to you eventually. Anything? No? I think everyone's practicing the art of silence right now. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, for checking out the show today. Uh, we love it. We love getting getting together with you and having some fun, doing the headlines uh, and all of the above. So thanks for, for joining us today. And again, apologies for being late yesterday. Yeah, thanks for joining us one day off of our normal schedule. It was nice. I mean, uh, for the most part, we had a full chat. Everybody hung out with us. Uh, and Wednesdays, by the way, are going to, in 2016, be a day where we are live podcasting. That podcast will be called New Music Digest. Uh, you'll be able to subscribe to it in iTunes and Stitcher as well. It'll be about music. That'll be on Wednesdays on the Shoe the Dough Network. Uh, and so we'll have uh, three days a week on the network that will be live in the afternoon. So excited for that to come here in 2016. Uh, if you want to know more about all that stuff, you can certainly hit up our website, AaronInsDenay.com. You can support us uh, again on Patreon, Patreon.com. You can listen live on Mixler, Mixler.com, or hang out with us in the Band app which is from band search for band app b-a-n-d band together very cool well today you got anything else before we head out um i mean there's always more stuff in my crazy mm -hmm. headline hunt hoarding problem did you manage to come up with a snake pun no i still can't think of one are you rattled Good night, everybody. Oh, my goodness. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.